You're listening to Kinky Cocktail Hour, a conversation between adults about sex-forward relationships, kinky lifestyles, and frank communication. If you're under 18, please stop listening and visit scarletteen.com. I'm Lady Petra, and my pronouns are she, hers, and we. I'm Safa Master, and my pronouns are him, his, and we. And this is Kinky Cocktail Hour. Cheers! Cheers. Okay, what are we drinking today? We're having a round two of a drink that one of our listeners sent me. I've made so many drinks, it's hard to know and remember (laughs) if I've made the drink. And this is called the Hanky Panky. Yeah. And this was from a listener on FetLife going by the name of Aaron Taylor. Aaron underscore Taylor, Aaron with an E. And it's, uh, we're going to call it Hanky Panky 2 because it's the second time we've made it. I made it as per the recipe that Aaron sent. However, I did not use exactly the same vermouth because I'm very particular about my vermouths. Yeah. So it's one and a half ounces of gin. I, we like our tangeray, so we chose that. And then one and a half ounces of sweet vermouth, and I used Dolan. And then a bar spoon of Fairnet Bronca, hmm. and then stir it, 100 turns, strain it into cold glasses. This one, because they have you put an orange garnish mm-hmm. twist in it, I still don't waste the oil, so I express the oils over the top of it and then dip the twist in. Nice. Yeah. It's pretty drink. Yeah. It smells good. It's nice and balanced. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. It's the bitter that you get from the You're left with the bitterness at the from end. the Fairnet, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's a really great aperitif. It's very, very nice. Yeah. I like it. Five stars to the Hanky Panky. Yeah. Thank you, Aaron. The Kinky Cocktail Hour is brought to you by Slub USA, the world's strongest, most powerful male masturbator. Visit Slub USA at Slub. S-L-U-B-B-USA.com. Today's conversation is brought to you by WeMinder, a behavior chart app for kinky couples like us. Learn more at WeMinder.app. Concerning Littleton, chapter 11, this chapter is called A New Discipline. Yeah. So there's a lot in this chapter. A lot. Right. First of all, it's really a chapter about the creation of a power exchange relationship. Yeah. Secondly, it's a chapter about the relationship between discipline and power. Yep. And discipline from a perspective of not really like punishment discipline, mm-hmm. but discipline in the context of taking on a discipline. Correct. Yeah. So the very first scene of the chapter is Aiden and Sarah wake up in Sarah's bed. Yeah. And there's a little conversation about the way Sarah relates to Aiden. And the thing that struck me that I thought was important was she talks about, well, Aiden says to her, I ate your pussy. And she goes, no, you didn't. I fucked your face. 
Right. Right now. Basically is what she said. Yeah. She didn't have a opportunity for him to service her. She did what she wanted because she was the power in the relationship. And that's what's key is I recognize or identify Sarah as being more in her sexual context, more female oriented. Although she is open to power exchanges with anyone, right? You say more female oriented, you mean... She's gay. I don't want to label it as much because there'll be a huge uproar about this on, well, if she's lesbian, she wouldn't play with males at all. I don't think that's the case. What I think is in a power context, it doesn't matter who she's with at this point. Yes. That it's a power context of her sexuality. Right. But for her... Getting off as a sexual creature with another person, it might be lesbian, right? right? And I know this is going to fly in the face of people, but I think people are not one-faceted. I think people are multifaceted because I do think no matter where you're at in sexuality, power is part of the sexual experience. And there's no right way to be. You could be submissive on all power fronts and be able to play in any context of gender orientation, or you could be like us, a switch. Right. So I'm just recognizing Well, she's, she's a switch and she's also... Because I, I guess, she's thinking about the dominant woman that... Right, but I'm trying to figure out it. She's a non-binary sexual Maybe creature. that's what it is. Or maybe it's she's bisexual. And this is the context I'm thinking of. You could be, uh, let's just say I want to bump naughties with something. Right. And for me, I prefer someone, let's just say, and I prefer cis male, right? But when I'm in my power context, which which is sexuality for me, totally, because I'm a switch, that can be anything. Yeah. And I think that's the important distinction, right? Power dynamics are a form of sexuality. But that's what I'm saying. It is. I'm a switch, but when I switch, my sexual orientation actually changes in the switch. Like I'm very aware of that. When I consider myself as a dominant, I obviously have my love of my life, which is you. Yes. Right? And then I think of other play in a power context. And I think that doesn't matter to me because it's a power exchange that I am in desire to fulfill my sexuality. Now I'm interested to know, did you relate to the way Sarah described face fucking the way she did? Yeah. Yeah, Exactly, right? Yeah, because it's a power context. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't distilled it all yet because this is all new. And thank you, Mago, for this way of thinking about my sexual... But it might actually create my sexuality thinking in a new way. Like, just like I said to you, bumping naughties is one thing. Yes. Power exchange is another thing. Yes. As well as my acceptance of my sexuality orientation... Yes, third, yeah. ...is third. That's powerful. It really is. So what we have is Sarah and Aiden are getting related, and she begins to demand from him the discipline aspect of their relationship, which is that it begins with that I demand or insist that you call me mommy. Right. Right? So you're beginning to see the development of a discipline-based dynamic. Right. Where it's elaborated on a little bit through the chapter, where she talks about wanting to discipline him or spank him or bathe him. Like there's a lot of like she's transforming at the same time. I think so too. As a switch, she's just the first yeah. time 
she is recognizing that she toys with the idea of at, like at one point in the chapter, he goes to bathe himself and she thinks I, maybe I need to monitor that. Right. Maybe you need, need to make sure I put up, let's just say protocols right. that he follows. And I shared with this with you right away. I thought as a dominant, yeah. my dominant self, I thought, Oh, for right. first right. I would, I Great. specifically told you I would undress naked because right. that's part of the power and stand at the end of the tub while he's showering right. and critique him. Now, there's a phenomenon that is occurring here, which is she's taking on the role of a power exchange dominant with Aiden, mm-hmm. and Aiden's taking on the role of a power exchange submissive with yes. her. And it's not a relationship that lives in the world of vanilla cis sex. It's not that at all. No. There's a multi-layered phenomenon that's occurring here because he's into abdl mm-hmm. right she calls him baby he calls her mommy she's found access to her power through his fetish through his fetish and she's torturing his cock and thinking about spanking his asshole and yeah uh, she's taking on the role of a dominant of a dominant but in a power exchange dynamic yeah right it's not really so for her i feel like this and and i don't want to misconstrue because it might change as make a rights but she's not attached necessarily either attached or not attached to the avdl right she's attached to the power right it just so happens the willing submissive in front of her because remember we're not dominants unless we have a submissive exactly right So her willing submissive for her to explore with is Aiden. Right. And what's interesting about this new relationship that they're creating, this new power exchange relationship, Mm -hmm. is that Aiden eventually shows up at her apartment in the rain and wet and hurt and cold and soaked. And the reason he's there is because Wallace has sort of discarded him. No, no. Or ignored Um, him. Not Wallace, David. David has... You know, pretty much, pretty much hooked just, up with Wallace. Yeah, just ignored him. And her response to that is, "I'm going to talk to David because I'm taking care of Aiden. I'm in charge. I'm in charge. I'm going to take care of Aiden, and this isn't working for and me." And she already gave Aiden permission, yeah, to continue his exploration with David. Mm. That that didn't. So again, think about that. She gave permission. That's the power for him to continue to explore because it gave her submissive joy so she's not about squelching the joy but she has her own dominant protocols right and so when she hears her submissive trapped in a situation that doesn't sound productive for him she's okay now i'm going to deal with it this is her power again i'm going to step in and deal with this for you and you're safe with me that's all about the power exchange it's magic actually it is and then she goes down to the pool to go for a swim. And yeah. while she's swimming, she's starting to think about Priscilla and the way Priscilla related to her. Yep. So she's in this duality as well. Like she is a dominant mommy figure in a power exchange dynamic with Aiden. And then she's also this masochist who's now thinking about Priscilla differently because Correct. she's realizing like, there's something there for me as a, a switch. So, so she's a switch. So that's what that Definitely brings Definitely a switch. Yeah. So this is important because there's no right way to be. That's the thing. Yeah. There's no right way there's to be. All, when I first started on FetLife, I remember the, you know, the initial, I was obviously dealing with the wrong people on FetLife and I'm not 
bashing FetLife, but I remember I wasn't submissive enough. Or, right. So then you play the game of I got to be super submissive and right. a slave and all this. And you go down this rabbit hole and you realize, well, that's not where I really want to be. And right. it's because just in society alone, whether it's FetLife or anywhere, yeah. people like to push on you their agenda. Yes. And social norms. Yeah. Even in kink. Right? Yeah. And when I finally was able to discard my worry about whether I was good enough, which is a story, I then got to choose to live into whatever I created, which isn't like, like I'm a switch, I say it, but not all switches are the same. Not enough. In fact, I would say there are no switches, there are no submissives, and there are no dominants or vanillas that are the same. Right. We're just unique individuals yeah. trying to find alignment with another or many other humans. Right. And so once I really grasped that as a sexual creature, then I didn't care anymore. I can be who I am and that's just who I am and right. period. Right. Yeah, it's really true. I mean, you know, my entrance into switchiness is recent. Yes. Right. And if you had asked me before you started fucking my face, for example, <laughs> I would have said I'm a dominant. Right. It wouldn't be a question about that. And that's how I put myself into the world. Mm -hmm. And that's the extent of the relationship that I had with women because mm -hmm. I was a cis oriented dominant male with yes. cis oriented females. Right. Yes. And so that was my experience. But what's happened is because of, I want to say, the trust that's there. Yeah, I think that's The huge. trust that's there, but also the fact that you have a truly dominant <laughs> self-expression right. as a woman, right? You're right. actually a dominant woman. Right. That our ability to flow into that space has created an awareness for me. Or an opening of, even. Well, an opening for sure, but an awareness of how intoxicating it is hmm. to submit to a powerful woman. I get where Aiden's enamored with Sarah. I just get it, right? Yes. Because the experience of being seduced by a dominant woman in the way that she chooses mm -hmm. without any like story around that, right? right, right. So Aiden had a story like, I ate your pussy, but she was like, no, you didn't. This is I what really fucked happened. your face. Right. I took you. Like That was a taking. That wasn't like you doing anything. That was me doing something to you. But see, that experience that you do with me in that way just leaves me in, like, so in love with you, right? <laughs> it just does. Which right? is, I feel the same way yeah, when I, you I, use me. Yeah. It's exactly the same way. And see, that's what switching is. Switching is that you get to experience the world with somebody in a sexual context where the power shifts from one side to the other. It's like a... It's, it's, you, you know it's what amazing. it reminds me of? You know what it reminds me of? Remember those little desk toys where there were like seven balls and you pull one and it goes... Oh, yeah. <gasps> yeah, yeah. I, there's a that's name what for that. Is, right? yeah. I don't know what it is. But that's what this reminds me of, right? Like the symmetry of that experience. Mm -hmm. The fact that that ball hits all the balls and the ball on the far side goes up. Yeah. Right? Like that symmetry goes that goes back and forth. That's what switching is. That is totally true. Yeah. And yeah. so... I think Sarah is getting present to herself in a couple different ways. She's getting present to herself as a sexual creature mm -hmm. from a power exchange dynamic perspective. Mm -hmm. She's getting present to herself as a dominant. Mm -hmm. She's getting present to herself as a mummy figure in a discipline-based dynamic. Mm -hmm. She's getting present to herself as a masochist. Like she's suddenly aware of herself as a sexual creature in all of the different flavors 
that it occurs in. And that's like you said, while we were reading, you said, I wish I did that in college, right? I wish I had that awareness. Like I know there were opportunities there that yeah. in retrospect, yes, at the course. time, my story was so leading. Yeah, I couldn't right. see yeah. it. Yeah. But in retrospect, now I can say, oh, I had the ability to use power. Well, I did. I'll just be quite frank with my thesis. Yeah. Because I'm sadistic. I made those football players eat my protein study. Yeah. Which made most of them vomit. Right. And I knew they had to sign a waiver and they and they actually signed a waiver and I counseled them face to face in addition to the writing that they could vomit from this. Yeah. And they knew full well. And because in retrospect, I think they had the hots for me. They thought they were man enough not to. Exactly. And I got I, I'm just, this is going to sound so bad, but I think I got off a little well, bit when they me. vomited. Yeah. Like the bigger the guy that vomited, the more powerful. I was actually more powerful because yeah. he exhibits power yeah. and I just took it from him. So right. I'm now more powerful. And see, Sarah had a moment of that where she got into humiliation a little bit. Yeah. And you see, the thing is, I didn't like, even think of that humiliation. Maybe I am kind of into that. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> no. <laughs> 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 Not with you. Sweetie. Okay, good. Okay. <laughs> Sarah is discovering a entry point, uh, a let's call it an access point or maybe a portal into her sexuality through this kink experience. Mm-hmm. In the same way you and I have, right? We've actually yeah. discovered ourselves yeah. and our full self-expression of ourselves yeah. newly by being receptive and open to exploring our sexual self-expression as kinksters. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a very important experience for people to consider, which is that the way you think you're sexual is just a story, right? Mostly but from if you, society. Well, it, it comes from everything, right? Yeah. But the way you think you're sexual is just a story. And if you're open to a new experience of sexuality, you'll discover something for yourself that maybe unlocks your complete experience oh, of arousal, for sure. which is what happened with you and I. Right? Yeah, I think for sure for us, because I didn't have a pre-context. I knew what I would knew, and I also knew I was, I had always labeled myself as less experienced, but yes. actually in retrospect, I was pretty experienced yeah. compared to counterparts who had had multiple partners before they got married, but I was one of those ones that got married with the first partner but because of the type of dynamic relationship whatever you want to call it we had in our marriage i was highly sexualized like way beyond the average married person and i thought that was the norm and so i didn't know any better but now when i flash forward to what i have as a base knowledge and then i get to explore the parts that i like or parts i haven't experienced it was amazing when that opened up for me because i was like oh it's like a candy store Right. It's a smorgasbord. Yeah. There's a lot to explore. Like a lot. So the way that I like to describe, and I've shared this before, but the way I like to describe the way sexuality occurs Mm -hmm. is that kinks are a combination of fetishes and intensity, right? And choices about partner. Mm -hmm. So like, let's assume you have your partner. Now the opportunity is to find a way to align with your kinks Mm -hmm. and fetishes And then through communication, discover the intensity level that works for you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's your starting point for exploration, right? Mm -hmm. And you see, the thing is like, if you just have an open mind to sexuality, if you just Mm -hmm. have an open mind to switching, if you just have an open mind to fetishes, you might discover something for yourself that you didn't know. 
well, this is what I think we did. We yeah. didn't know we were switches. No. So, I mean, if you had talked to me in a global sense, I would have said, well, I am a switch. I'm very dominant here, but I prefer yeah. this. But if, if you only talk about my sexual realm, I would have said I'm submissive. You did, actually, yeah. And so what we did is we dove in, like you just explained, into what we thought our context was. And then over time, we built trust and intimacy and vulnerability, yes. ability to be all that which made it safe for us to always say, well, what about this? Right, exactly. And then we explored something new, like totally out of our context. Right. And you see, that's one of the things I think this chapter actually gets at, which is Aiden and Sarah feel safe together in a way. Yes. That lets them explore this new discipline. Totally feel that. Totally feel that. Because what she's doing is she's beginning to formulate as a dominant woman Mm -hmm. the ways she wants Aiden to occur to her. Yeah. And because it's a power exchange dynamic, because Mm -hmm. there's a discipline-based dynamic Mm -hmm. occurring, Mm -hmm. she gets to define who she is. Now, we talk a lot about how we create each other as creatures, right? It shows up for me in this chapter that she's creating him ongoingly yes by the way she interacts and with him and the way all in and the way she leaves him right and see that's the secret to creating somebody the yeah. way you leave them yeah so when you leave me panties out to wear and you text <laughs> me to edge in the shower that creates me in a way that i wasn't being created before you and i were interacting right 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 and you see this is the power of power exchange dynamics right in a power exchange dynamic you have a dominant power and a submissive power what the dominant gets to do is frame the submissive however he or she chooses to frame them Mm -hmm. and what the submissive gets to do is live into that frame Hmm. right and you see that's the discipline-based dynamic in a nutshell because If you say do X and I don't do X, then you have a choice to actually apply some other discipline. Sarah said, I'm going to spank his asshole. So so he quits using the word asshole, right? Mm -hmm. And that's just a way of thinking about the world in a discipline-based dynamic that really Aiden had never considered before. She's way further along than this. And think about it. Most responsible dominants are moving behavior in a way that actually uplifts the submissive. Well, they're They're not just, it's not, I mean. It's not just about discipline. A a complete power megalomaniac. Well, that's different. And that's different, right? Is going to just do it because whatever. Yeah. But if you're bought in and you're aligned with your submissive, you're trying to, in your opinion, obviously, because you're the dominant, uplift and add to. And so if they have a bad behavior or bad habit, you're trying to correct it. That's what disciplinarians are doing, basically. It's a distinction that's very important because as a dominant, you want the submissive to live into an occurring that suits you as a dominant. Yes. It's not necessarily about the submissive. It's about the dominant self-satisfaction as a dominant. Mm -hmm. I want to be pleased by my submissive. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to have her wear a butt plug every day, for example. Right. Or I'm going to have him text me a picture of him or a message saying, please may I change my diaper mommy. Right. The discipline is in the relationship of communication. Mm-hmm. Right in this context, isn't that amazing? It really well all comes of, back to communication. It always, always, kink always comes back to communication. Always comes out of communication. I just think that there's so much arousal in a discipline-based dynamic that most people don't understand. Yeah, and I think that's why this experience of our relationship is so valuable. Yeah, because we relate to each other in a discipline-based context. Yeah, 
and the opportunity to formulate a model of behavior that suits you as a dominant mm -hmm. actually enlivens you as a dominant. It, it does. Right? It does. Yeah. It does. It's magic. I think it is magic. Yeah, good chapter. I think it is a good chapter. That's it for today. If you're interested in kinky relationship coaching, online domination, or if you'd like to sponsor the pod to keep it going, please visit our Patreon website at Lady Petra Playground. You can reach me via email at ladypetraplayground at gmail.com. Our music is composed and performed by Roger Ferguson, who can be found at rogerfergusonmusic.com. Till next time, cheers! Cheers!